0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Any Line, AnyTime. My name is Mark Babin, and it's a pleasure to have you with us. In this interview, we welcome our own VP of Brand Strategy, Sophie, as well as the senior copywriter at Obscura, the marketing agency we worked with on a recent brand project. In this podcast, we discuss the role storytelling plays in the B2B marketing world and why it is such a challenge for most in the sector. While B2C businesses have been embracing storytelling for years, it remains untapped in the B2B world. With the help from Obscura, Sophie and our team embarked on an exciting new brand project with many lessons learned along the way. All of this and more in this episode of Any Line, Anytime. Enjoy the session and I'll catch you on the other side. Hello and welcome everyone to another exciting AnyLine interview. My name is Mark Babin and it's a pleasure having you with us today. Coming to you from the beautiful AnyLine headquarter offices, I am joined by our very own VP of brand strategy, Sophie. Now Sophie's been with AnyLine since 2015 She's one of the original team members and now leads all branding-related projects. From products to public content, she has her hand in almost everything here at AnyLine, and we couldn't be prouder of the work that she's done. And, it, and uh, yeah, that, that introduces you, Sophie. So great to have you. Uh, we appreciate you being here today.
1: Hello. Thanks for having me also as a first AnyLiner on our podcast.
0: This is true. Absolutely. Good to... Uh, be the first in that respect. So again, thank you so much for being here. Also joining us today, we have Daniel Stock. He's the senior copywriter at Obscura, the agency we recently part- partnered with for our latest brand project. Great to have you with us, Daniel.
2: Thanks for the invitation. It's a pleasure to be here in uh, digital space with you.
0: Yes, we're certainly making the best of what we have. We'd love to have you in <laughs> studio. I promise you it'll happen soon, but for now, it's great to have you. I so thank so. you so much yeah. for joining. Perfect. So jumping right into the content, now storytelling, as we know, is quickly becoming one of the most important tools for marketers, no matter the industry or business sector. And while it's common practice in the B2C space, something that's been happening there for a long time with storytelling, it has yet to take center stage in the B2B space. Sophie. I'd love to start with you. Why do you think this is happening?
1: So of course, B2B is working completely different than B2C. And the reason is that in B2B, you have a lot of um, metrics that you have to achieve. You have KPIs that leading the decisions, and you also have a higher risk if you make a decision and it doesn't work out. If you com- uh, compare this with the B2C, um industry it's much easier most of the time it's one person and you can just decide do you want to have these sneakers or not and if I buy them, it also doesn't doesn't harm um, if I paid 50 years or so and that's why in B2B the focus in the last years was really only on the product and the product features so that you're really sure that this works um, and in B2c it's much more also about the connection to the brand and the loyalty so if we compare, I don't know, Adidas and Nike about the sneakers again. The quality of the product is kind of similar. Also, the features are similar, but in the end, the customer decides um, which brand they like more and where the connection is better to the brand. And therefore, I think storytelling is super important. It is already there in B2C. And I think that's also why it is coming um, to a bigger topic in B2B.
0: Well said, yeah, absolutely. Totally different approaches. Um, But uh, yeah, like you said, I think it's much more about that, that loyalty factor rather than, I mean, B2C almost has it easy in that respect. They have their own challenges, of course, but yeah, I think that explains it really well why we haven't seen it yet as large in the B2B space. So yeah, really well said. Thank you for that. So let's look at the challenges and some of them you touched on that businesses face when it comes to integrating their many different products and services. Now, for a company like us or others in the B2B space who have multiple target audiences, how should their approach to storytelling uh, take place? How should that method happen? Now, Sophie, I'd love to come back to you on this. Is it realistic to expect these companies to have a different storyline for each of their products and services? Is that realistic?
1: Um, that's the story of my life at line, I have to say. So we really had, have a lot of different solutions that we provide for different industries um, in different markets. So we have customers from the manufacturing industry to the government, to the healthcare, or also the FMCG um, industry. And the, the important thing is that you don't have a specific story for all of them, but you have an overall story. So your brand story should apply to all different industries because that's the thing that you want to help your customers with. And I also have an example for that because I think it it, it can explain it really good. So we have, for example, the um, scanning solution for serial number. And we have two industries that are completely different. So on the one hand, we have a customer from the FMCG industry and they have a, a bottle cap scanning solution where the consumers buy the soft drink and then they can scan the bottle cap. And here the goal is to really engage with the customers, to drive the brand loyalty with the customers. Um, And on the other hand, we have a manufacturing company who is using also the same solution, but the goal here is to get more efficient, to have less um, manual typing errors, and this is only used by the employees. um, the goal of them is kind of the same, but in complete different um, areas. And that's exactly the thing. So we want to help both um, customers to become better with our solutions. And first, you, have, you think that there have to be a different story. But overall, there's one story that applies for both industries.
0: Those are great contrasting examples and, and a perfect way to showcase the variance that a lot of the B2B businesses will have, because like you said, from customer facing applications to employee facing applications, totally different use case, but that storyline has to be universal across all of them, like you said. So I love those contrasting examples. Daniel, I'd love to bring you in at this point as well. Now, as someone who comes from a very well-recognized agency, um, you must encounter this challenge quite frequently with clients, right?
2: Yeah, that's definitely right. I mean, a well-told story always have been uh, wonderful methods uh, to wrap up information and deliver it in a pleasant way. So storytelling is obviously a a really useful tool for brand communication in any way. Um, You cut down everything to its core value uh, and your product uh, or service uh, and then build a story around it um, to make it easy for customers to understand uh, and really feel what this product can actually do. Um, And not to forget, a big story can define and has to define the character of a whole brand, like its image, its look and its appearance. Um, And I think there is always a story to find for every product and uh, every target audience. Therefore, uh, there's no big difference between B2C and B2C when it comes uh, B2B and B2C when it comes to to advertising, in my opinion, because behind every business, in the end, there's there are still people, and uh, those are customers you have to convince. Um, And to finally answer your question, yes, we got to face this challenge uh, quite often on a daily basis, actually. And it's often easier said than done to find the right story for for the product. But storytelling is for sure not the secret weapon uh, suitable for each and every case. It's just one tool in a box, and you have to uh, grab the right one for every business.
0: Yeah, really well said. And uh, yeah, like you said, kind of going back to the core of what that business is, is usually the starting point. That's what you're kind of alluding to, right?
2: Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's what you do. I mean, uh, you have to approach it to find your story and uh, it always depends um, on on what your actual problem and target is. But the main task is to find that specific core value. Uh, What is it uh, you're actually offering, not the product itself, but uh, what it can do for you um, uh, and to make your customers life better. Um, And when you write, uh, write it down when you have this core, um, then you go to your agency and uh, they will hopefully make it a good story.
0: Really well said. Thank you. So coming back to the point that we spoke on and you mentioned, Sophie, um, about looking beyond the raw data individual KPIs, looking beyond those, I think most B2B businesses would benefit from how we did this with our recent rebranding project. Now, I want to look specifically at the, that exciting video that we made with Obscura the one that led our new website and the whole new uh, brand image. Now, obviously, we have many different products, like we've mentioned, and they all touch uh, an equal number of industries, so many on both sides. Now, while our audiences may differ, as we're kind of talking about, that underlying story is the same, right, Sophie?
1: Exactly. So our story is really that we want to help everyone, no matter if it's a policeman, if it's an employee, or if it's someone who is um, a private person at home, um, that they have an easier life and it doesn't matter where they are, um, what they're using, which use case it is. And we really wanted to communicate it. And I think that was also the hard part to um, really communicate something that um, approaches all different target groups, but with the same message.
0: Perfect. Now, Daniel, this would be a great, great, point to bring you in on as well, uh, about finding that, that message, that, that base, uh, story that we wanted to tell now, is that how you wanted to yeah. approach the project by coming in and helping us to identify that and show it visually?
2: Yeah, of course. I mean, that, that was the goal as uh, Sophie said, uh, it's to combining the products in one piece of film to show, uh, the services, uh, of any line. So uh, first of all, we needed to understand what the product actually is and what it does. Um, and we knew we want to visualize this function and, and this tool uh, in a cool, unusual way. Um, and then we defined who we are talking to, the, the policemen, uh, the, the delivery guys, uh, as Sophie said, uh, and who could need our product and use it uh, in, in what kind of situation. With those use user cases sorted out, we had to find the right story uh, to connect them all in one film. And our solution was our time freeze moment, uh, sort of. Uh, with different light and animation effects to show the software um, doing what it actually does uh, and change locations seamlessly where uh, this product is is used. Uh, And this idea came with a couple of challenges for our production team. But um, yeah, in the end, I think we made it look pretty, pretty good.
0: It was very cool. I remember that first freeze frame uh, on the very first opening seconds with the package delivery at the door. And I can't wait for those watching and listening to, to watch the video and I'll give you directions at the end on where you can see it. But yeah, that first moment, I mean, when we watched it internally, Sophie, I think you were looking at everyone's face and everyone was just kind of just taken back by, Oh wow, that's what you did. It was a very, very cool moment.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It was also a special moment for me because really nobody saw the final result till the premiere day. And I was of course, super excited, (laughs) um, what the feedback will be, but everybody, was not is, is super happy
0: about it. Absolutely. Yeah. I loved hear. it. Yeah. Yeah. There was uh, a lot of surprised faces in it in the best way possible and something you can really appreciate, uh, especially the more, you know, about video production and so on. Yeah. You just appreciate the, the genius of the whole process, a great way to tell it. So really well done now, obviously with a process like this, It's fair to assume that there were a number of important steps and perhaps realizations during the process that had to happen to bring everything together so well. So for those listening, I would love to know what some of those main directives were and how they helped guide each process. Sophie, let's start with you on this one.
1: I think the most important thing was that we really invested in in the briefing. So I think if you don't have a briefing, it doesn't work out because you need to know exactly what you want and you have to write it down. And also here, Obscura had a really good briefing document that that we filled out and that really helped us also to kick off the project really fast. Um, Because otherwise, it's just an ongoing thing and something is coming out and nobody's happy with it.
0: Really nice. Daniel, I'd love to come to you on this as well. Coming from the agency side, obviously, this is a process you're going to go through many times through the year, um, as is your business model. But when you came to this project, what were the specific directives or realizations that you brought with you to obviously make all of these happen uh, in order?
2: Yeah, I just, I just kind can of agree on that one, actually. I mean, the, the, the briefing is probably the most important part on any campaign or film or whatever you're working on, uh, because if you need know where you are uh, nor where your destination is, uh, how could you possibly find the right way to go? So a good briefing and communication to rebrief if necessary and ask the right question uh, after the briefing uh, is the source of a good concept. Uh, and our project management, uh, project management made a, a wonderful job, uh, here, coordinating everybody and delivering the right information, uh, at the right time between us, uh, um, for, for the, for the concept and also uh, for Sophie and our, our customer in that, in that, in that case. Um, and the benefits of that are obviously clear. I mean, everybody is on the same page regarding, uh, the task and what, what's, what's to do. Um, And the whole process is more efficient and more satisfying also for, for everybody involved. Uh, And most importantly, there, there shouldn't be bad surprises afterwards when uh, it comes to the final results, then uh, everybody know what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, really well said. So going on to that, and that's a perfect segue into the next uh, question. Once the process is complete Now, obviously, this is a lengthy process and one that we probably compressed a lot, right? Sophie? we we could have made this a much longer process if we wanted to. But uh, because so much happened so quickly, and obviously a lot went right, but for those listening, perhaps it would be helpful to look at some of the lessons that we learned. Um, So looking back, what are some of the great takeaways that uh, you'll take forward onto future projects? Again, Sophie, let's start with you.
1: Yeah, I think the most important thing here is also feedback, feedback, feedback. So also from still from the briefing, we had some questions like what is the main message, what is our audience, um, what makes us unique, and, every, and we defined this, but we also got feedback internally because, of course, our sellers know our audience, um, our C-levels know also our our vision and strategy. And we really tried to combine this and, and get the feedback that we are all clear on what we really want to have in the end. Um, then another thing is which is has pros and cons is that you should start on time, of course. Um, of course, this is not always possible and also we had a really tight um, deadline because we also plan to have the video for our new website launch. And on the one hand, it put a lot of pressure on, on me and on us, but also, of course, on, on the whole team from Obscura. But on the other hand, we really moved forward super quickly. And sometimes this is also a good thing in a project if you have a deadline and you just have, have to do it because then you can focus for this few weeks and really uh, get stuff done. Um, yeah, and then... Also, one thing that I I learned also from experience and also with this project, again, is that you also need to make sure that you're, of course, the expert for this project. You own this project. And even if feedback is important, in the end, you have to really see that with all the feedback and, and inputs, that the briefing still goes in the right direction and that the outcome also stays with the concept and the story that you want to tell. And I think if you follow these this guide, guidelines or rules, then everything should be fine.
0: Well said. And I think that really stresses the importance of having a really well-organized briefing to start with. You would agree?
1: Exactly. Totally. Um, so we really, I mean, I can also tell some, some questions that we really answered because I think they're really important and we also had one that is, what do you don't want to communicate and i think this is a question that most of the time is yeah not answered (laughs) but if you look also at your um, competitors and what really makes you unique you should also really define what you don't want to communicate so then it's also easier for the agency and it's also easier to have a better outcome and yeah this then anyway follows with how to communicate your values, how do you approach your target personas? And in the end, all these questions come out as one big, good uh, briefing that is a success factor.
0: That's a great takeaway. And I think a lot of those listening will uh, benefit from is, yeah, like you said, identifying what you do want to communicate, but also what you don't want to communicate so that it is clear throughout the process. I really like that point. So thank you for mentioning that. Daniel, moving to you, obviously another great successful project from your team, something you must be proud of, um, lessons learned, anything that you took back to your team and had a little bit of a debrief on, uh, reflection, what did you take away?
2: Yeah, most of all, um, what I've learned, what a great partner, Sophie is, I got to really say, because uh, once again, uh, we have proved that good communication between the agency and uh, the brand marketing enables really good things to happen. And that's most of all, the most important part. I mean, I I, I didn't have too often direct contact with Sophie uh, that uh, that was made by our uh, project management but still it, it it just works pretty fluently and and i think that's 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 the outcome of that um and of course how important it is uh to have a great team to rely on in total um which means uh to really trust them and sometimes also let loose a little bit and let them do their work especially when it comes to those uh special, uh, special effects we uh some of them uh, haven't done yet uh, and we had to 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 find a way and 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 work around some problems and challenges um and uh, therefore you 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 really um have to let those people do their work and and find their ways and then uh, put everything together afterwards uh, and that way we managed to overcome all the challenges and uh made that concept come to life um uh, and then there's um and as well on that. There's nothing more to say, actually, than uh, thank you, Annie and Sophie, for being such a great partner to work with. And uh, um, I hope that wasn't the last project together.
0: I don't think so. Right, Sophie, I'm sure we have plenty more in the uh, in the pipeline.
1: Exactly. I'm still in contact with your project management on a weekly base. And I also want to say thank you. It was really a great project. And I know it was also a tight schedule on the video shooting day. Um, and of course, it took, uh, it took a bit longer than expected. But I think that's always um, how, the, how these projects are going. But really, the team and also the whole management, especially in, in the situation that we also now that we had some security measurements, um, and everything worked out True. really well. And everyone worked together. So it was really, even if it was a long working day, it didn't feel like one.
2: <laughs> as, as you said, it was really a special situation on, on on top of that for um regulations and everything on the on the set. But yeah, it was it was quite tight the timing, but um in the end we 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 made it.
0: A video shoot that doesn't go late into the night, something went wrong. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's that's uh, maybe it's too boring for that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and we had to make it just it a little bit way. more. <laughs> Yeah, Really well said. Well, good. No, I appreciate that. And I think, again, uh, being able to provide that that reflection and insight to those listening will only help them in their future projects uh, as they embark upon hopefully embracing that storytelling method more into their upcoming projects. And that's what we really want to see, because I think there's just more engagement to be had through methods like this. So, yeah, really well said by both of you. So thank you so much. And on that Our interview will come to a close. Again, a big thank you to both of you for joining me. Daniel, thank you so much. We know that you have uh, an action-packed and tight schedule, so we really appreciate your time today. Uh, Yeah, and thank you for joining us. It
2: was time well spent. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Brilliant. Next time in the studio, though.
2: Hopefully, yeah.
0: (laughs) Hopefully soon. Great. And Sophie, of course, thank you. Our very own VP of Brand Strategy, Uh, We really appreciate you jumping on today. Always a great pleasure to see you and speak with you.
1: Thanks also to you. I'm really happy to share this experience and I hope that there will be some big steps in storytelling in the the B2B business.
0: I'm sure we'll be looking out for it and uh, lead that inspiration forward. So again, thank you so much for being here today. Some amazing insights from the start of this project all the way to the lessons learned at the end. It really took a great group of minds to bring our story to life, and I hope that you, there were plenty of positive takeaways for you as you embrace storytelling approach in your next campaign. To watch the full video mentioned in this podcast, head to anyline.com or click on the link in the description of this video to see it in full. Until next week, my name is Mark Babin and wishing you all a very happy and healthy day. Goodbye for now.